Healthcare and senior care is fraught with problems and challenges, but we're also seeing some amazing new clinical treatments and resources. This show will help illuminate and uncover the good, bad, and the ugly in order to equip patients, families, and other healthcare providers. Welcome to Senior Care Confidential. Hi, and welcome to another edition of Senior Care Confidential. I am absent Joe, you know, working in healthcare, senior healthcare. A lot of times there are things that happen with clients and patients that are unavoidable. So I am still Omega uh, today, but I do have a special guest with me. Um, we're Today we're talking about the Veterans Administration and benefits that it's, it turns out not very many people know about. And I was stunned to find out some of these statistics. So I have Eric Van Gotham from Amada Senior Care with me today. Welcome. Thanks for having me. So before we get into the VA stuff, um, let me get a brief bio background on you. Like what it, what got you into senior care? How long have you guys been doing it? And then we can get into the VA. Sure, sure. So um, I've, I've got a background in medical device sales. I spent okay. about a decade in the OR uh, working with surgeons, you know, in the OR suite. Um, and along the way, my dad got sick. Um, my dad passed away 10 years ago and my mom was his primary caregiver. Mm. Um, about four years after he passed, uh, the organization uh, Amada that I ended up joining, they look for new uh, new business owners on LinkedIn and they target medical device reps for various number reasons. of reasons. Uh, and when I finally relented after about 18 months of their pursuit and uh, watched their, uh, their video, I was, you know, irritated that I, I didn't know enough about the caregiver industry. Mm. I didn't, at the time, this would have been 2017, I didn't even know that you could hire uh, a private caregiver to come assist your family member with just activities of daily living that they need around the house. Yeah. So my mom was taking care of my dad when he got sick and she got injured multiple times. It's 10 years later and she's still recovering from those injuries. Wow. So um, it, it really had a calling on my heart and I, you know, talked to my fiance at the time, now my wife, and, you know, she mentioned that <clears throat> her mom actually had worked for one of those kind of companies her entire life. And uh, we kind of put things together. And so the two of us in 2018 um, moved up to Dallas from Austin and uh, opened our first location. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So you have a direct connection to yeah. this. Awesome. I feel like so many people in the caregiver world uh they, they do when they open up a, a caregiver agency yeah they get some sort of experience yeah. yeah so let's get into the via i know this is this is a hot topic and i was i was stunned yeah. when i read statistics on how few people so correct me if i'm wrong there's there's a couple different programs that we're going to get into today on the veterans administration yep. the one that i'm fam most familiar with which is i think what most people probably are is called aid in attendance and apparently that is a smaller chunk of what part of the benefits they can actually get and even with the aid in attendance, the stats from the Veterans Administration says only 25% of those who qualify actually even have applied for it or are on it. But there's another even larger benefit that you were talking to me about that is even more significant in terms of the, the benefit side. And it's what, 1.2% only? 1.2%? Uh, those, yeah, those, those are national statistics. Um, and yeah, so that uh, it was about, like you said, about 25% of folks that uh, qualify for aid and attendance, end up getting the benefit. There's any number of reasons for that. Uh, that could be um, finding out about the benefits. The VA has been historically poor at 
making people aware of what what benefits are available so to them. I work in healthcare yep. with seniors yep. and have this much knowledge of the veteran <laughs> stuff, which is which is pretty pathetic considering that we are we are directly working with probably a number of these people that should be should have some working knowledge of these um, benefits that we don't even know about. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so there, to to your point, um, I thought you were joking when you. Uh, Talked about how little knowledge we had on this <laughs> until we did the show prep, yes. and I was like, "Oh, we serious?" Okay, uh, but no, the the, yeah. the aid in attendance has been uh, it's been a very hot topic for a long time. The community care network, which the other is the other benefit that you alluded to, that benefit there are about 13 million veterans that should be eligible for the community care network nationwide, and right now there are only about 159,000 veterans that are receiving benefits through the community care network. That's so insane. that is where you got the 1.2 number from yeah um so that's okay so let's let's break down sure in in a kind of brief overview what is the difference between aid and attendance what does that cover and with ccn or its community care network community care network yeah. so um <clears throat> there are there are two two main buckets of of benefits when it comes to caregivers and we don't have enough time to get into all benefits sure. from the VA. There are you know, dozens, if not hundreds, of other amazing benefits through the VA that folks just know about, don't know about. Everything from you know, uh, hearing aids to durable medical equipment to, um, to, to, to vision support. There are all types of benefits through the VA that our veterans just simply don't know about and they don't know how to access. Okay. Um, with that said, we're here to talk about specifically caregiver benefits. And so these are... Um, for <clears throat> caregivers to come in to your home and to assist you in your place of residence with your activities of daily living and your instrumental activities of daily living. So for those not in the industry, yep. ADLs or activities of daily living would be your bathing, dressing, toileting, continence, transferring, and eating. Yep. Your instrumental activities of daily living are going to be things like light housekeeping, laundry, linens, anything you would think of as a homemaker service. Yes. Um, so these benefits are specifically for your ADLs and your IADLs. Okay. Now, <clears throat> the aid and attendance benefit or the pension, um, that's the one that we've been hearing about for a long time for good reasons. It's a phenomenal benefit. It's available to our wartime era veterans <clears throat> and their surviving spouses. Um, there are asset caps to it. Um, so there's a whole kind of five or six prong test of who qualifies and who doesn't. So okay. it, it can get confusing. So that's going to be one of the first reasons that our veterans and their surviving spouses that are eligible for it, you know, they may not know how to navigate that process. Okay. Um, secondly, they could qualify and they could know that they qualify but the application's about 65 to 70 pages long, depending on right. your situation. In Arabic. Um, it's in English, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> Legally uh, and in, all that. Yeah. I guess it's in, it's, it's yeah. in veteran's ease, if you will. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a complicated application. And so folks definitely need uh, to have an advocate um, to help them along, preferably somebody with experience or somebody very patient to read every word on yeah. every page of the application. And... Dot all the I's and cross all the T's. Here's the wild thing is my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, you have to have already 
establish some sort of a need for these services, right? So you're starting to have like one or two or whatever, I don't know what the number is, but you're starting to have need of help with a couple different ADLs or IADLs. And that person has to fill out a 70 page application. Like that's the weird thing. So Correct. you better have a spouse yep. or someone who can kind of guide yep. you through this. Yeah. Better have kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. along with yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. um, yes, uh, you're absolutely right. One of the qualifications, uh, for the, the pension or aid and attendance, uh, is that you need to be dependent on two out of the six okay. ADLs or okay. activities of daily living. Yep. Um, the IADLs, those are permitted under the application, but the purpose of them is to give you a more broad-based uh, financial qualification. Okay. So okay. there is uh, just because there is a maximum amount that the VA can qualify you for, if you only needed assistance, let's say you only needed assistance with two ADLs that re would require a total of you know six to 12 hours per week of caregiver services, mm -hmm. well, that may not qualify you for the maximum Got amount it. under... Okay. The uh, the 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 aid and attendance. And this pension. is just a check or direct deposit sent to you monthly. Correct. It's, and this, a pen, it's, it's literally a pension. It's, it's not a pension. It's a reimbursement. That you can use for whatever you need. It's uh, it's designed to be used for caregiver services, and Got it's it. supposed to be used for <clears throat> caregiver services. But it allows you to hire any agency that you want. Yep. It allows you to uh, hire independent caregivers. It allows you to hire family, etc. Yep. Um, but that's. Okay, it's a double -edged and this is sword. the one that even I am vaguely familiar sure. with because I've heard the, the term aid and attendance. Yep. Now tell me about CCN. So the CCN is the Community Care Network, and under the Community Care Network, there are two benefits. So there are a total of three benefits that we're talking about, all for caregiver support services today. Okay. Under the Community Care Network, uh, you have the home health aid or homemaker benefit, as well as the respite benefit. Okay. And under this benefit, the VA will pay an agency directly. So you don't come out of pocket for any hours that the VA approves. It's not a, not a money uh, that all the rates are negotiated with the VA and their contracted um, agencies, okay. um, but they're available across the country. Um, and the VA pays the, the approved credentialed agencies directly for however many hours per week they approve you for. And they can approve a, a veteran um, for for hours for the homemaker and hours for respite services independently. Uh, respite means that you have uh, a primary caregiver that could be a spouse or another family member mm -hmm. that is providing you the assistance that you need. And the respite is to give them a, a break during the week. And so, so if I'm taking care of my wife, yep. then my wife would get her own hours. Yep. Let's say it's 20 hours a week. Yep. And then I for respite could get another 20 hours. So technically we're In getting theory. like 40 hours Absolutely. of respite weekly. You could be, yeah, 40 hours of caregiver services that are billed under two different Correct. codes right. essentially yeah. to the VA. That's fascinating. Um, yeah. Which so, is a lot more of a money because I, I, I yeah. read this is like six, anywhere from six to 168 hours a week, which is essentially 24 seven, yep. like live in care. Correct. Under this benefit, that's not applicable under the other one. The, the other one's like 25 or 2600 bucks a month. Sure. And this the, is the other, several thousand. Exactly. So the, the aid and attendance benefit is going to have a range of maximum monthly benefits, depending on whether you are 
a veteran yourself, whether you're your surviving spouse, if you're a single veteran, married veteran, veteran, veteran with a dependent, they're all types of, okay. uh, of, of top line qualifications. And, you know, that range is roughly 14 to 1500 bucks a month up to a top end of around 3000, maybe a little more okay. for two very, two veterans married to each other. Uh, so there's all types of, um, scenarios in which people can qualify. Now we made fun of the application process yes. for aid and attendance. What's the application process for this one? Far easier, ironically. Yeah. Uh, the first step is to get approved for veterans healthcare. Uh, and that is a 1010 easy form, okay. which is easier than the, uh, the, the application for aid and attendance. Once you're approved for veterans healthcare, <laughs> then the it's a it's a two step process. You need to see a uh, a primary care physician at the VA. That doesn't mean that you need to change who your primary care physician is. That. Okay. Uh, in your in your health uh, health health insurance world, it just means that to get this benefit, you have to see a primary care right. physician through yep. the VA. Think of it like an enrollment process. Part of the enrollment process exactly. is I need to see a VA doctor to kind of get me into the program and then I can go back to using my own primary care. Doctor. Correct. The next step okay. is that after the VA um, doctor prescribes you the homemaker or the respite benefits, that goes to a case manager or social worker in the within the VA. Okay. That case manager or social worker will determine the number of hours that you qualify for. And unless you come to the case manager with your own agency, they will assign you an agency from their approved roster. But you also have choice as a veteran. So it's, uh, it, it is your right as a veteran to choose your own agency and to choose your own care provider. Okay. So you can choose somebody who's not already approved by a VA? If you choose somebody that's not already approved by the VA, they will have to get approved by the VA, but okay. the VA should expedite their approval process as long as they meet all the criteria. Got it. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. Like this is so. If you think just in terms of the, the dollar amounts, so, and the differences really are one is more of a pension, and those monies are designed to be used for caregiver services, and then on the other side with the CCN, it's actually directly paying for as much as twenty four seven. As much on, as yeah. I don't think they give out those twenty four seven approvals Often. lightly. Yeah. Um, the 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 Dallas VA we're sitting in Dallas, Texas. Uh, the Dallas VA average approval is for twenty hours a week. Okay. Um, but they're, you know, 20 hours a week is a lot of care for somebody. And if you get 20 hours of care plus 20 hours of respite, 40 hours of care is full-time care. Yep. Uh, so it's it's a great benefit. And we, we need to be encouraging our, our veterans to apply. The other thing is just because you have one benefit, it doesn't disqualify you from the other benefit. You, wow. can, you can have all three of these benefits at the same time and quote unquote stack the benefits. Wow. Do they get, do seniors, do veterans get this information like in mailers or whatever? Like how does the VA communicate? Hey, by the way, I didn't know if you were aware, but there's all this stuff that we cover for you now. Cause I don't, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how you would find this stuff out. Yeah. Well, it's all on their website. I just have connections. So it's, it's, you know. all, it's yeah, that's yeah. great. Um, <laughs> our veterans, our, our veterans and our seniors don't always have that. Yeah. Um, but the VA will tell you it's all on the website. You can find it on there, which again, isn't necessarily the most helpful. Right. Um, to be fair, it's this is not anything malicious by the VA. Sure. It's 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 a it's a, a communication issue, um, and it's a big challenge. It's a big lift to reach all of these veterans. Um, we talked about the number of veterans using the CCN program, the Community Care Network mm -hmm. program, at it being about one hundred fifty nine thousand nationwide, whereas thirteen million 
qualify right. for the service. That's where the 1.2%. That's where the 1.2% yeah. came from. Uh, additionally, more local stats, um, roughly 5,000 veterans are being served by the Dallas VA currently. And there are roughly 55,000 untethered veterans in the same market. And those are just veterans that they they qualify for VA healthcare, but they're not using it. They're not enrolled. They're not enrolled. They're yep. not using it for whatever reason. Yep. Um, so trying to reach out and find those folks is something the VA is actively looking into. Okay. They have two initiatives specifically going on in, in this arena. And again, everything's an acronym at the VA. Yep. So you've got your CVEB and your VCP. Okay. And these are um, organizations across the country that are designed to engage community uh, serving organizations like yours and mine, um, organizations that serve our seniors and serve our veterans to integrate them and interface directly with the VA to help make these connections. Got it. And so a CVEB is, let's see if I can remember, a community veteran engagement board okay. and a VCP is a veteran community partnership. Currently we have neither of them in the Dallas area. And uh, I've actually got, I've had a couple conference calls with the VA um, in, in Washington, D.C. Yeah. that we're working on trying to find partners uh, on the community side to start a VCP uh, here in Dallas. Okay. Um, depending on where you are, they have one in Houston. They have one, you know, in, in all other parts of the country. This is something that, again, is available on the VA website. Yeah. Um, but if you look up, you know, VCPs on the VA website, again, all the alphabet soup, yeah. uh, you will find, depending on your local area, whether or not you have one. And these people would be what just community resources to help advocate for you or to help educate you on all of the above. So okay. this is uh, these are community resources that are designed to help you understand what benefits are available and yep. then connect you to the resources to get you approved Got for the, those benefits. Okay. And these are contracted or licensed or whatever from the VA. Like Correct. They're, okay. They, they they're have vetted to be by the sponsored. VA. Okay. That was the word I was looking for. Sp okay. They're sponsored by the VA. Okay. Uh, so you, you can't just, I can't just go, you know, get a, Hang a shingle. Yeah, hang a shingle and say, <laughs> "Hey, here's my VCP." Yeah, come by. Yeah, we we okay. you have to be. Uh, so in the absence of something like that, because it looks like you know, one with the CCN part, I wish more people knew about this because it's it's so uh, limited the number of people who actually are aware of this. Yep. Um, but more more so, like on the aid and attendance with like a big application like that, kind of like that. Is there resources here in Dallas? Because I know they don't. Doesn't sound like we have a CVEB or a VSP. VCP. So VCP. So who who would a senior reach out to outside of knowing to just call the VA? Sure. Uh, so if you're if, in general, um, elder law attorneys can okay. be very good at this. If you already have an elder law attorney, I would start there. Okay. Um, if you, uh, a lot of us within the industry, we have folks that that we know and we recommend. I've got uh, a couple of different organizations that I can point people to. Um, there are organizations that are specifically set up to help people with that application. Their entire okay. business model is helping veterans get approved for the aid and attendance Got piece. Um, Do they help on the CCN too, or is it just aid and attendance? They're, they're, they may pivot to the CCN. The folks I know are so focused on, because there's so much need, like you, yep. like you mentioned, there's so yep. much need on the aid and attendance piece. Um, the, the, the need, I think, on the application is far greater on the aid and attendance for yeah. two reasons. One, the application is more difficult. Yep. B, 
it's a uh, a true pension and a reimbursement right policy mm-hmm. so you have to wait to get approved and regardless of who submits your application it's the VA and it's going to take a while to you know to 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 approve your paperwork so um 6 months is not an uncommon time frame to yeah. get an aid in attendance application and if you are a senior that is I need it relying now. on that money to pay for caregivers you may not be able to float the bill for six months. Right. So there are organizations that will step in and help you with the application, and they will also pay for the care during the time it takes to get approved so that your bill to them is not due until you actually get approved and you've received your check from the VA. And they're just going to take a, a percentage, they take a percentage off that for, uh, for that service. For but it's a, it's yeah. a great service for yeah, that for loan. Sure. Um, yeah, so there, there are organizations there that we can connect you to. Okay. Um, and you have those you in the Dallas Fort Worth yeah. mar- market. You have those connections. Yeah, I mean they okay. work nationwide. So, okay. but you know who to turn. People I know who to, to. I knew. I know who to turn people to. Okay. Um, but they they work nationwide. Yeah, that's a phenomenal service because, yeah. like you said, if, if I need it now, you know, I don't need it in six months from exactly. now. I need it now. Yep. Th- those people can stand can, yeah. and, can and loan the, me. The the CCN process, honestly, while it has more steps, it's far more straightforward. Yeah. Um, the, the 1010 easy form, which is the form you need in order to get approved for veterans healthcare. Uh, it's two or three pages. Um, and it's pretty straightforward on the questions. And then from there you go see a doctor. And then from there, the doctor sends the information to a case manager and the case manager calls you and says, okay, this is what that's done. And that's it. Wow. So it's an easier process. The biggest hurdle for, for veterans that, that I meet is going to see another doctor. Yep. And helping veterans to understand that just because you're going to go see a primary care physician at the VA, that does not mean that we're going to replace your relationship right. with the PCP that yep. you have had for the past 30 years. Think of him as your enrollment professional. You're, this is your yes. enrollment doctor. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. They don't necessarily have to take over your care. You just need, but you need to be yeah. approved by a veterans Correct. Uh, administration physician to get into this program. Correct. Okay. And then this money can be used. Can, can any of the monies, whether in attendance or the CCN, can it be also used for assisted living? Or is this more geared towards care in the home? So uh, everything we're talking about right now yeah. is geared towards care in the home. Okay. Uh, the the aid in attendance can absolutely be used for uh, assisted living, memory care, Because that's done as a pension. You could write that checks Correct. out of your own account for that yep. piece of it. Okay. It, 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 as long as the money is used for... For care, it yep. can be used for care in the home. It can be used for care in a community. Um, it's it's to be used for care. The CCN, there's no money changing hands between the veteran and the VA. Yes, the the payments go directly to the uh, approved and credentialed. Uh, it's like an insurance product, like, a, like health insurance. Correct, and yeah. uh, and by that same token, uh, it is not under that specific program for uh, assisted living or or or. Uh, a nursing home. Got it. The VA has those programs as well. I'm just not as familiar with them because okay. that's not my business. I gotcha. But they, they do have that program. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and they would much prefer to pay on, pay somebody for a caregiver rather than pay somebody for a nursing home. It's cheaper. It's cheaper for them. Yep. Um, and most folks want to age in place at home, at least sure. as long as they can. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's, it's a good win-win. We just need to get the word out. For sure. That's why we're doing this today. So no, you have, because you brought me this, there is a quick um, sh- a, a quick term sheet or whatever, if you want, that compares the CCN to aid and attendance. 
Um, is this something that we can make available? Absolutely. Like if they email you, you can Absolutely. send them a, a, a version of this. How would somebody get in touch with you? Because obviously it's, there's a lot here. There's a lot that most people have no idea about. Sure. So I'm grateful for you being on the show today. So how do, is, if someone's got questions, how yeah. do they get in touch with you? Uh, my cell phone's easiest. Okay. Uh, that number is area code 334-663-2333. Uh, also just go to our website and we've got a, a web inquiry form that okay. can collect all your information with a specific, um, your specific question. Our yep. website is Amada, A-M-A-D-A, amadadallas.com. Yep. And if you want this specific form that I'm, that we are looking at, it's called the VA Community Care Network Benefits versus Aid and Attendance Pension. It's really, it's a really nice high level thing that describes both of those things. Uh, it's a very long form. Just yeah. 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 call or text <laughs> me and say, hey, can I get that can I get some more information? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, very good. Thank you so much for being on the show. This has been fantastic information. Absolutely. Thanks so much for that. having me. I appreciate it. Let's yep. do it again. Very good. Thanks, man. Take care.